Thank you for joining me today to celebrate the Erasmus Days. This is not only the first episode of what will become a great project launched by ESN the Netherlands, but also a very special edition since on the 16th of October, we say happy birthday to our community, home and mission, the Erasmus Student Network, founded on the 16th of October, 1989 in Utrecht. That is why together with me, I have Juan, the president of the International Board, Annelot, the president of the National Board of ESN the Netherlands, and Rick, the education officer of ESN the Netherlands, to gather different perspectives and inspire the next Erasmus Plus generation. As the birthday of our network is within the Erasmus days, let's first talk about the Erasmus Plus program. So Juan, what does the Erasmus Plus program mean for our network? Well, first of all, hello everyone for this kind invitation. I'm glad to be here with all of you. and. For our network, the Erasmus Plus program basically means everything. ESN was created just a couple of years after the beginning of the program in, 18, in 1989. And the reason why we exist is basically because we believe that we have a crucial role to play in the implementation of the program, supporting international students when they go abroad, helping them to take the decision of going abroad and, and creating a community that we like to call the Erasmus generation. So even if ESM works with all kinds of mobility students, the Erasmus program is the very reason why we exist as an organization. Well, well said. And because Erasmus Plus program, as you said, it means everything. We also have a very interesting perspective brought by our education officer. So what does it mean uh, as a, a project for education? Yes, good question. Um, I think the Erasmus Plus program is inherently connected to, to education. It, first of all, um, supports um, the priorities and activities set by the Euro Commission, by the European uh, Education Area, by the Digital Education Plan and the European Skills Agenda. Um, next to this, it, it also supports the European Pillar of Social Rights. Um, and of course, it implements the, the EU Youth Strategy 2019-2027. 2027. Um, yeah, education, uh, like I said, it's the core of, of the Erasmus Plus program, whether you go on uh, an ex mobility exchange when you're in high school, when you're vocational education uh, and training, whether you are in higher education, adult education uh, or a youth of sport program, uh, everything has to do with, with the uh, education aspects um, within the Erasmus Plus program. Amazing, and to uh, narrow it down, this amazing perspective uh, um, on our network, I would also want to ask Annelot, what does it mean for our Dutch network? For our network, it actually also means everything. What Rick and Juan already said, the Erasmus Plus program uh, comes with so many possibilities for us. Uh, and in the Netherlands, we have around 15,000 uh, students and trainees going uh, away, uh, like abroad, and both coming to the Netherlands every year with the Erasmus Plus program. So it's really big and uh, it's very important. Amazing. And to add on everything mentioned, it seems that the Erasmus Plus program is the bridge through which students join ESN as active volunteers. Personally, do you have a similar experience? Did you use the program to, uh, yeah, be part of the Erasmus Plus um, movement? Can I go first? Yeah. Or is it for all or? 
Of course. So uh, feel free to, sh to share your okay. experience. It's a discussion between ESNRs. Okay, okay, that's fantastic. Then uh, I will tell a bit of my experience. So I always wanted to go abroad. It was always my dream, right? To go on Erasmus. I did my first short exchange when I was 15. I went to, to the UK, actually, to Oxford, to learn English there. And then as soon as I joined university, I was super excited to go abroad. And it was so difficult for me because of some regulations that my faculty had. And only in my third year, I actually got the chance of applying for Erasmus. In the end, I managed to get uh, a position in Istanbul University. So basically, uh, I got a spot to go to Istanbul, a fascinating city. And that's where I had my Erasmus experience. And it was absolutely stunning. I enjoyed it so much. I even learned some Turkish, by the way, which is extremely <laughs> interesting and extremely useful. And, and probably the coolest part of the experience was to feel part of something bigger, right? I, I was there and I really felt that beyond being there with other people, I was part of a movement. This, this thing that we like to call the Erasmus generation once again. Like I met so many people and I saw their lives changing. I saw them developing their skills, meeting other people, getting a better understanding of, of, of what the world is actually, and, and the importance of diversity and the importance of reaching out to others who the beginning you might think are very different to you, but in the end are way more similar than you expected. So for me, the Erasmus experience has been a defining moment in my life indeed, because after that is when I decided to join ESN and to continue engaging with this fascinating topic, uh, which is the, the world of exchanges and learning mobility. Wow, that sounds amazing. Uh, I can also uh, tell that for me, it was actually a bit different. Um, I went on exchange to Santa Barbara, so to California, uh, and there's no uh, ESN there, sadly. Um, but uh, I actually joined the Erasmus movement after my exchange because I noticed during my exchange how amazing it is to go abroad and to meet so many different people from different cultures and nationalities. Um, so when I got back to the Netherlands, I uh, joined ESN and uh, yeah, I'm really happy that I did because uh, it's just such an amazing organization uh, filled with beautiful people. Um, for me, it was always the meant of part of the Erasmus generation um, throughout my, well, 23 years. Uh, I'm old now. I've experienced four mobility experiences, uh, three uh, mobility experiences when I was uh, on high school. I went to Germany. I did the Comenius project in Turkey and, and I went to China. Um, and I continued that when I was uh, doing my bachelor's in my third year. I went to uh, Portillo, Slovenia. I think that was was a life changing moment where I, I I met so many cool people, like minded people from all over Europe, all over the world, um, where we created long lasting friendships, uh, and definitely up up until today we are best friends forever. Um, yeah, and when I when I came back to the Netherlands, I, I wanted to be yeah part of this 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 community, uh, helping international students in my own city, um, and that's already four years ago when I joined my local section and. Up until today, I'm, I'm very proud of, of something bigger uh, and that we can definitely have an impact on, on society. 
everything sounds so good. I, for me, it's a bit different because I did a small Erasmus program in a school about culture. So I went to Sweden. But then when I joined the, uh, my Erasmus University in the Netherlands, I thought I was already always on exchange. So I stayed here and I joined the, my local section just because I really would like working with students and for students. So that was my motivation. And that's what I believe ESN stands for. But uh, since your exchange and until now, for sure, they, apart from the highlights, there were also some challenges. What did you uh, have to go through to enjoy your exchange, uh, exchange to have your exchange experience, for example? Were, were there some uh, issues before your exchange, during your exchange that kind of made you think twice about going through with, uh, with the, uh, the Erasmus Plus program? I can also, yeah, I can, I can talk a bit about this because in my case, it was very interesting, right? I was always super yeah. convinced about going on Erasmus. So even, you know, even when dealing with all the bureaucratic procedures that by, by the way, we're trying to improve now and we're making a lot of progress. And as you know, the digitalization of Erasmus is going to make things way easier, but still challenging. So that didn't really, let's say, deter me from, you know, having this determination of going on Erasmus. But then I remember that when I started the, the trip to get to Istanbul, which as you can imagine, I'm from Spain, so that's quite a long trip. I, I was actually going through Budapest. I spent some days in Budapest and then I arrived to Istanbul. And I was 20, 21 back then. I had already traveled a bit. But I remember arriving to Taksim Square, so this huge square, it was so chaotic, it was so warm. Everyone was just yelling around. And I went off the bus, and I remember like just going into the square, just taking the square. And I thought, oh my God, this is too much for me. I'm never gonna be able to actually master this place, right? I'm never gonna feel comfortable here. It's just too massive. It's like 16 million people or 18 million people here. So then I had this kind of of panic moment in which I really thought that that was not possible for me. I mean, I was just like this kid coming from a, you know, like medium-sized city in the north of Spain. And, and that was a panic moment. But to be honest, I remember that after a couple of weeks, I was just wandering around the streets of Istanbul. And it, it totally felt like home. I was just going there, getting lost, finding myself again. And that's the mic of Erasmus, right? You have challenge, but it's actually the process of overcoming those challenges what makes the Erasmus experience so good. Because if you don't have any challenges, indeed, it's a great experience anyway, but it's not that enriching. So that's the, let's say, that's the kind of approach that we should always take towards the many things that you can face during your Erasmus experience. Yeah, so it sounds like, um, yeah, a good way of putting uh, the experience of an international student. Uh, yeah, I actually had a bit the same as uh, Juan um, with my exchange because uh, I didn't have in the end too many challenges, although that is also part of it, which is also a lot of fun. But uh, I remember the moment when I arrived there and I went to my new house and I walked in the door and I saw all these girls that I didn't know that were going to be my roommates. And for a second, I thought, what am I doing here? But uh, like the days after you get to know new people, you get to know the city where you are and you see what an amazing choice you actually made and how much fun it, uh, it's going to be. Definitely. And uh, how is it in Eastern Europe, Rick? Uh, how did you have any challenges going there? 
Yeah, good question. Um, actually, when I was in the procedure of selecting my Erasmus exchange, a lot of people convinced me to go to Scandinavia, for example, because that's a safe environment, because it's so similar to Netherlands. But I was like, I want to step out of my comfort zone, explore new cultures, new people. I want to uh, a destination where I've never been to, uh, maybe not so familiar to, to the majority of the people. So I selected Slovenia. Uh, back then I was 19, so I was rather young when I went on exchange. I was very an introvert uh, people. And then you arrive in a country where you don't speak the language, where you don't know anyone, um, where you arrived at your, uh, your dormitory. And then, yeah, how are you going to meet new people? How, how I'm going to survive this six months without knowing anyone uh, in, a, in a country where I, I barely speak, the not even speak the language, which is completely opposite of, of Dutch or English um, but I think when you meet for example so many like-minded people uh, you blend in uh, and, and people are actually very fascinated by you as an international student coming to their town so I think that was rather easy to to meet new people and 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 also became more um, extroverted and, and and really enjoy the time to the fullest and, yeah. and in Europe yeah I don't know if any one of you have been there, but it's it's an amazing, uh, very underrated um, part of Europe. And I definitely highly recommend anyone who has the opportunity to go there. What was the town exactly, Rick? Was the it, was, town? it was Porto Roche. So between it, uh, it was at the coast. So between half an hour from Trieste, half an hour from Croatia, Whoa. very small, but it was, it felt like holidays there. That's such a beautiful area to be honest. Wow. And talking about your experiences in Europe, uh, I would like to, to know more about, did you already interact with DSN in, uh, in those specific cities? So for example, Juan, did you interact with one of the so many sections in Istanbul and with the section in uh, Porto Roche, uh, Rick? In my case, definitely. I actually met that. I mean, I knew ESN from before, from my local yeah. city, uh, from, from the city where I went to university in Oviedo. But you know, I've never joined any of the activities. I was always curious, but I never joined any. And then I got to Istanbul and I went to the reception there, you know, in the university and ESN was very present there. And this is why it's so important to collaborate with universities, right? Because then we can reach out to the students, we can, you know, work together to make them comfortable, to make them feel like they're also at home. And it was my case. They were super close to us. They, they, have a bit, they have a beautiful presentation in which they explain all the activities that they were going to have. And then that same day, we went for a little tour and I joined a couple of activities. I got my ESN card and I started to join a lot of the trips, activities and initiatives. And it really helped me to get to know Istanbul more in depth, to meet Turkish people, to better understand the culture, the identity, uh, the many curious things that Turkish and Istanbul more in particular has. So it was great. To be honest, it was great. And after some months, even even before finishing my experience, I was already thinking, well, after this, I'm definitely joining ESM because I want to be part of this. I mean, I want to continue being in touch with people from all over the world because it's just so better, so much better than just having friends. I mean, having friends from your own place is great as well, right? But this, this feeling of being part of such a diverse community in which every person has a different way of celebrating Christmas or celebrating Ramadan or celebrating whatever festivity they have, that's amazing because you learn so much every day. So it was so good to meet ESN there and it really helped me to, to be convinced that they wanted to join the organization. Yeah, for me, I was also familiar with ESN um, in my own local city, uh, Breda. Uh, so I was 
a bit aware of what they were doing, um, but when I arrived in Slovenia, um, the university was spread over three different cities. Um, and the section was located in Koper. Uh, we were in Portoros, which was like 20 kilometers away. Um, so in the end, we didn't interact that much. Um, but after my um, Erasmus in Slovenia, I went to Rome for six months as an intern. Um, and there I, I really got in touch with, with the local sections in Rome uh, because after, well, interning for from nine to five, uh, you also want to have some uh, some free time to relax, to explore the city. So I, I joined uh, quite some events uh, in uh, for ESN Rome. Uh, there are five sections or some, so I would just uh, joined randomly. Uh, but that was definitely uh, uh, the best time of my life that you meet new people from all over Europe who come to, to Rome, to the internal city of Rome. It's, it's amazing. And yeah, afterwards, like I said before, I, I joined my own local section to help those international students uh, feel welcome in Breda, help them um, and, and give them the best experience for their exchange. Amazing. And if you could describe your experience in only one word, because we talked a little bit about the highlights and the challenges. So what's one word that would uh, signify for you Erasmus uh, Generation Exchange Program in only one? Fun. Fun. Okay, so go, go on a lot. Go, go on a lot. I don't have yeah. it right there. I saw it coming. <laughs> I think yeah, there are so many words for it. But in the end, I think of course you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about different cultures and people. But in the end, it's also all about having a really fun experience. And yeah, yeah, that is what it was for me. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with community, right? Community, because you really feel that. It could be either community or family because you really feel that you're part of something. And uh, that's one of the most beautiful things. In my case, I also gained 12 kilos during Erasmus because the food was so delicious. So it can also be, yeah, delicious could be other appropriate word here. The thing I'm gonna go with community actually. I see a sentence being built right now, fun community. So Rick, what are you gonna add? Oof, good questions. Uh, the both of them already picked my my words um <laughs> but if i have to describe it in in one words um i would say definitely life-changing with a dash life-changing fun community uh, life-changing is two words right rick i mean you're, you're with a dash in between it's wrong words he was smart because there's a dash between it so uh the words <laughs> Amazing. I love it so much. And um, because uh, as you mentioned, after when you came back to your uh, home, uh, yeah, at least geographically your home, although some of us like one moved in the meantime, um, I would like to know more about um, the fact that we, you stayed active in, uh, in the network, right? So not only as an active volunteer, but some of us moved up in the network. So, um, and you would think that I'm going to ask about how do you feel in your positions? But my question is, how? what do you think of the direction of our network from an international and national perspective? Um, do you think we, what direction we are going towards and how do you think we can achieve the goals we set for ourselves? Who wants to start? I think you can start, Anilot or Ricky. You want to see the national perspective. I love it. <laughs> so you want to hear... Um... 
like can you sorry can you repeat it yes. again so it's more about um uh, let's put it in a, in simpler words for for uh, us yeah, the for the national board about our policy plan and our strategy so what are what's the direction that we are taking as yes and the netherlands and also the perspective from an international perspective okay yeah i can for sure say what uh, we are working on this year um our board is actually really focusing on becoming a bit more professional as ESN in the Netherlands so that we can, uh, in the end, help uh, international students and the local boards in the Netherlands better. Uh, and next to that, we actually are focusing on a few uh, specific points. Um, housing is an issue we are really tackling. Uh, Rick and I are working really hard on, on um, trying to be part of the solution here because housing in the Netherlands is a really hard issue there's just not enough uh, houses for uh, students in general but especially for international students uh, and something else we're uh, working on is uh, safety in a network so making sure all our events are safe that people feel safe when uh, they are joining our community um, so these are some some pillars we're uh, focusing on this year and if I can add to that, um, specifically focusing on the field of education and youth. Um, first of all, housing, of course, but I think this is also the time for us as ESN in the Netherlands to, to really strengthen the position of the international students in the Netherlands uh, by doing a lot of external representation to, to bring that international student perspective constantly to the table uh, because a lot of stakeholders are not always aware um, that inter the, the problems that international students are facing. Um, and next to that, also definitely empowering our, our local boards, uh, providing them the information they needed so they can help their local students better uh, in, in, in their own cities. Um, and as well as also focusing on youth participation. How can we involve international students more in, for example, uh, for example um the the democratic processes here how can we make sure that 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 international students are are more welcome and more heard here in the Netherlands because they 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 uh there are such a large number of international students in the Netherlands and it will increase the coming years uh for example due to brexit um so i think it's more important that that ESN the Netherlands um strives that the international students is seen as as a normal student in, in the Netherlands and not as a secondary student um, in higher education. Yeah, very well said. Thank you so much to my, to my dear friends for, uh, it's so good to hear so many priorities that yeah, definitely go in line with, with all the things that we want to achieve. You know, from a network perspective, the biggest focus, especially in the aftermath of the pandemic is to help students to once again go mobility, to help them to have the best possible experience, to convince them to go abroad. Because let's be honest, Erasmus is amazing, but still there, the number of students who go abroad is still too small. We need to convince more students to go abroad. We need to advocate for better programs, and this is what we're doing right now. Now we have a new Erasmus Plus program, but we want to push also national governments to contribute a bit more to mobilities. In the case of the Netherlands, it's also good to say that the Netherlands is one of the countries that has more mobilities around Europe. That's an important fact here. 
Uh, we're looking into inclusion measures, how we can, as ESN, collaborate with universities, governments, the European Commission to help those students that have less opportunities, that struggle a bit more to go abroad so they can enjoy also the fantastic experience that learning mobility is. And indeed, also in line to what uh, Rick and Angel were saying, make sure that students feel empowered, that they feel that they can make a difference, that they understand that when they go abroad, they, when they go abroad, they have a great opportunity to have an impact in their communities, to engage with other local students, to create this intercultural dialogue process, but also with communities at large, fostering this thing that we call internationalization at home. So whenever a student goes abroad, it's not only that person who benefits, it's the whole student community and the whole local community at large. And these are some of our focuses now. These are some of the things that we are working on. It's going to be a very challenging year, right, for all of us, because indeed, after the pandemic, we're always kind of on the brink. We don't know whether we can have all the events that we would want to. But we see it with a lot of optimism because we see that there are a record number of applications in Erasmus. People are willing to go abroad. That in the Netherlands and all across our network, people are joining our activities and people want to meet other students. They want to practice languages. They want to learn about other cultures. They want to develop their skills. So I think it can be a fascinating year for ESN. And also, last priority I would say, just like for us in the Netherlands, for Asian International at Large is to support our network. We already had some training events. We are going to have our General Assembly, the first physical one, after such a long time. And this is super important because we need each other so we can improve as an organization and then we can give a better support to international students and to society at large. But to be honest with these fantastic members, like here, like my friends, Andrea, Anglot and Rick, I'm pretty convinced that we have the right people to, to make this task a reality. So I, I couldn't be more optimistic. Yeah, thank you for the trust. I think we feel the same. We trust the network, we trust local sections and all the levels, national and international, to make it work. Uh, especially because these are such small, but like so important steps to achieve so such fantastic goals. And uh, as uh, the president of the European Commission recently declared the 2022 uh, year is the European year of youth. I hope uh, we are going to meet again in this um, podcast to talk about how is it going, some updates and uh, what exciting news we have from all the levels. So, but until now, I want to thank you so much for being part of Experience ESN, the Netherlands edition. And uh, you, as said, you are always welcome to join uh, other talks between ESNers and inspire the Erasmus generation. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Thank you so much, Andrea.